What's up, everyone? I'm Anya. And I'm Kylie. And this is Two Degrees Hotter, your Gen Z self-development destination, talking post-grad lifestyle every Tuesday. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Two Degrees Hotter. Happy Tuesday. Yes. Happy Tuesday, everyone. How's it going? Hope everyone's doing well. Mm-hmm. We're having a good week, good day or night, whenever you're listening to this. And we're coming at you with a fun episode. We did a couple of episodes back. Uh, we reacted to the Reddit thread. They're called threads, right? Yeah, I think so. I just, had a, I just had a moment of doubt. Um, but we reacted to the- thread. Yeah, I think so. React to the Am I the Asshole Reddit thread. You guys seem to really like it. Um, and as you know from last week's episode, Anya did a solo one because I moved. So I'm going to talk about that in the weekend review. But it's just a bit hectic for the two of us mm-hmm. right now. Me because of my move. You have your dance show coming up. So we wanted to do a fun episode where we can just react to some to, to some Reddit stuff. I find this so entertaining. So yeah. It is fun. It's like we're what we said, but like we don't have enough listeners to get the stories from our listeners, so we get them from Reddit. Yeah, literally, literally. Yeah. So thanks, Reddit. So we're going to be reacting to the r slash T-I-F-U, which is today I effed up, the r slash too afraid to ask, and then the r slash confessions. So we have some good, we have a good mix of things. I did a little preview. We got like some Ancestry DNA mix-ups. We've got some student loan hot takes. Mm-hmm, secretly mm-hmm. sleeping with roommates. So yeah, it's going to get juicy. Good content to react to. But before we do that, you guys know what we got to do. We got to do our week in review. So first of all, welcome Kylie to Boston. You'll talk Ooh. more about your move in your part of the week in review, but need yes. to acknowledge because you are in a new environment and that I paid a true. visit and it true. seems great and yeah, we're very happy. Yeah. Um, but today was just like a funky day for me. I like wrote cue bad day and I was going to say like bad day by like whoever that song is by, like you had a bad, bad day. day. Yeah. But I looked it up. I thought it was like Green Day or something. Like I thought it was like a generic, you know, like 2000s. A, yeah. But it was someone I had never heard of. And I was like, I'm not going to say that because no one else is going to know. It's not a one um, hit wonder. I think, I mean, maybe I'm just. Why do you say it's like a like really legitimate band? Daniel Pout- Pouter, P-O-W-T-E-R. Yeah, no. No, I right? Recognize that name. Like he's got, I think he's a one hit wonder, so. no. Um, I hope he's not having a bad day, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I just like woke up on like the wrong side of the bed kind of, because like Kylie said, it's like a kind of a chaotic time. Like yeah. I have a lot of work deadlines in the next two weeks and then like my dance show is coming up. So I just feel like every area of life is like a little stressful right now. And like, I was yeah. like making all these to-do lists and I was just like feeling anxious already. And then our landlord, um, was going to come by to visit. And like, I knew she was planning to come by because- we mentioned a couple of like the outlets weren't working. So she was going to have those looked at. And I literally said in the last episode that went up last week, how like grateful I was and happy I was that we were going to be able to renew our lease. And now we're kind of getting like mixed signals on that. She basically has like a family member that might be interested. And obviously like they would take priority over us. And so we're like, not super sure what's happening now, which is like very anxiety inducing because obviously like 
we're if we were to move in September, we would need to be looking like yesterday. So yeah. it's just like kind of stressful. I'm really hoping like just putting good energy out on that ends up working out in our favor. Cause it seems just like so we literally had like verbal confirmation that we were renewing and like someone's putting together the lease and stuff. So it just feels very like out of nowhere. So I'm hoping that it just passes and it doesn't end up being a problem, but I guess we'll see. Yeah. Um but yeah, in general, I went for I also like have just been stuck at my desk. Like I sat down to do work at like eight and I didn't have a chance to get up until like five forty five. Um, but I finally did get up. I went for a quick walk and I was just thinking about I feel like whenever I have like a bad day or like an anxious or like off day I'm always like fighting between the fact that like you should be able to feel your feelings and like it's more productive to like feel your feelings rather than like squish them down but then again it's like I'm making my whole day worse by like worrying about things that I can't change and like worrying isn't like contributing anything to this outcome so like what's the point I don't know I'm always like in a weird boat of like trying to rally myself to feel better, but then also being like, no, you should be allowed to feel what you feel. So then I just end up in like a weird mood. So that's where we're at. But yeah, I'm excited to read the Reddit stories. I feel like they'll be distracting. So yeah, I like to use the 24 hour rule. Like if something's really bothering you, give yourself 24 hours to like be bummed or sad or angry or like whatever, you know, appropriate emotion it is. And then after that, start to be like, okay, now I just got to like accept and move on or figure out solutions or – you know what I mean? That's how yeah, I – it's hard because I feel like we're not going to know for a while. No, so like, yeah, I know. Live in this state of sadness and fear for the next, you know, however yeah. many days. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. I'm we'll like, see. bestie, let me tell you about generalized anxiety disorder. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, yeah, that is very frustrating. And I would be very frustrated if I was in your shoes. And I too would have a bad day if I was in your shoes. Um, my weekend review is kind of the opposite though. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, sorry. Like, I'm having a great time. I'm like, I'm actually doing great, uh, which is new because these last couple of episodes, I actually was not doing great. So love that for me. Love that growth. If you for know, me. you know. Um, but yeah, I moved. I am in Boston. I'm sitting in my brand new apartment. I am obsessed with this place. Like before we started recording, I was just chilling out after work in our living room and literally just like looking around, being like, damn. This is such a beautiful apartment. Like how you felt when you first moved to this place and you were mm-hmm. like, I'm just so obsessed with every nook and cranny. Like that's how I feel about this place. I'm just like, mm-hmm. I love every part of it. Like I'm really impressed at how settled we've gotten in like four days. Yeah. So our lease um, started on June 1st. Me and my roommate Ashley brought in some stuff on June 1st, but neither of us like moved any furniture or anything on June 1st. She moved the second and I moved the fourth. So when we're recording this, it's the sixth. And like my bedroom is basically already set up. I just have like miscellaneous things that need to find a home. But like nothing – it's literally like a small pile in front of the shelf. Um, Her room seems pretty set up. She's like moved on to like just decorating it. Our Mm -hmm. living room is pretty set up. Like it's looking good. It looks yeah. like real settled. I would say the one place that isn't super settled is the kitchen. That's kind of become like the catch-all of like where do we put stuff? And obviously we have unfortunately a lot of trash with moving. There's yeah, a lot of waste with moving. So much trash. That like it all kind of ended up in the kitchen. But like once that gets cleared out and the kitchen gets a little bit more settled, like chef's kiss. It's going to be amazing. Um, I feel like that's the nice thing when you move with furniture already. Like, yeah, it's just 
it is it's like more chaotic to move because you're moving all the furniture, but then at the same time it's like you really just have to like physically unpack your stuff and then you're like good to go. Exactly. So yeah, and Ashley and I are having a great time. We had a great weekend. And if this is like what the summer in this year is going to look like, then I am super, super happy. Um, and I don't know. I'm just having those moments of like, okay, everything that's happened in the past year, because I had a bit of a shit year, let's be honest. Um, everything that's happened in the past year or so is like led me to here. And I can just feel Love this that. being like the fresh start that my life kind of needed. I needed that year of, you know, complete loss. That was law school. I needed – and I don't say losses and like I think it's like a wash year. I mean like I felt lost the whole time. Mm-hmm. This past year was the rebuild. And as we know, rebuilding and self-care and all of that stuff isn't always pretty. And now I'm finally at like the the dust is settled and this it's is the like comeback the yeah. year. <laughs> it's the comeback year, baby. <laughs> Yeah, so comeback girl summer, <laughs> comeback girl, you hot girl summer, comeback girl summer. Get ready, folks. It's gonna be a good one. So yeah, that that's really all that's going on for me. I can talk a little. I'm gonna do a solo episode next, I believe, so I can chat a little yes. bit more about the details and whatnot. But yeah, I hope yes. that you don't have to move because if you don't know, now Anya and I live very very yeah, close I mentioned to that. each other. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think – Put you it did, out there. Yeah, no. If you did, you wouldn't go far though. Like, I feel like you're – I'm like, if we did, we just wouldn't be able to afford anywhere else. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> like, so, cool, cool. we'll see. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think positively. So, we're just going to see what happens. But I'll keep everyone posted. And also, I feel like we don't often give people hints at what the next episode is going to be. So, that was yeah, a rare was occasion. Yeah, Easter egg. The girls so. that know, no. Let's move into our favorites. So it's funny because you're wearing like what my favorite is yeah, right now. Yeah, I was going to say. Basically. But I've been really into linen button downs. Just like throw them over anything. Because I feel like we're in that period of early summer, late spring that's like maybe chilly in the morning and like chilly in the shade in some spots, but like overall you like want to wear your summer apparel. So I feel like my uniform lately has been like a crop top or um, a bodysuit and shorts and just like a linen shirt, nice and light, keeps the creeps away when you're walking places, makes the outfit look more put together. It could be like the most basic outfit ever, but then you throw a little linen top on. It's nice because like for Zoom meetings, it looks like you tried really hard when you didn't. So I'm a really big fan. I I wrote a la Chessie because it reminds me of Chessie from The Parent Trap who has iconic style, if we're being honest. Chessie? Yeah, it's Chessie. I thought it was Jessie. No. Get some culture. Look it up. Damn. <laughs> I know what I'm doing yeah. tonight. <laughs> I think a lot of people think it's Jesse because that makes yeah, a lot more sense. But it is it's Chessie. So yeah. Chessie. Okay. Go off Queen. Yeah, this yeah. one's from Target. I have um I'm also on this trend. I have it in this pink color that I'm wearing. I have a white one. And then I have a green and a like blue and white striped one, but I got the matching shorts. Mm, those that's two cute. so that it's like a fit. I feel like this is a very easy thing to thrift too. Like this is the type oh, of thing sure. that's like randomly abundant at thrift stores. So Yeah. And this is a niche pro tip, but a pro tip nonetheless. 
I've been using them especially on my walks to keep the creeps away and because my tattoos are on my arm and you're not supposed Mm. to have like prolonged sun exposure with new tattoos like while they're healing. Uh, So I throw these on so that way they're covered and I can go on my walk and not have to worry about, you know, if I'm in a particularly sunny stretch, whether or not – Well, it's like a good sun tip in general, like regardless of if you have tattoos, if you don't want to like slather on all the SPF all the time. I'm like, let me talk about my tattoos. (laughs) (laughs) You're like just finding ways to work it in conversation. Don't mind me. I just want to remind you all that I do have tattoos. You're like, sorry, I'm – my tattoos, actually. Yeah, I'm like, actually, that's so crazy. We read like the one about student loans. I'm like, that's so crazy because like when I was paying for my tattoos. <laughs> um, So my favorite this week, I feel like, I don't want to say we because I know that you're into them too, but you were into them before I was. I'm late to the game with my favorite. It's the Stanley Cup. The mm-hmm. This one right here, I'm holding it up. The Adventure Quencher is what it's called. It's the 40-ounce Stanley Cup with the straw lid. Um, everyone and their mother got these. And I had a Yeti for the longest time. And I just liked my Yeti. And I was like, I'm into this. And then one day, I saw this this Stanley Cup. It was the only one left at a Dick's Sporting Goods. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to get it. I have the coal color. So it's like a black tumbler with a brown handle and like logo. I wouldn't say that's black. That's like a – It's like a gray. That's very much like a silver. It's coal. It's like gray. Yeah. Okay. It's gray. That's not black. That really threw me off that you called that black. (laughs) It's gray with brown handle and logo. Um, But I I do really like it. 40 ounces is pretty fire to have It's just nice to not have to refill. And your Yeti didn't have like a handle, right? Yeah. That was like the main thing that made me decide to go for it was it was 10 more ounces than my Yeti. And the handle. The handle is pretty fire. Um, Mm -hmm. So I did end up ordering a second one. I got the Nectar color, which is like a light pinky peach. So yeah, I got on there too late. I was ready to order and then I remembered like I went on a walk and I remember too late and I went and checked and everything was already sold out. So let me see next time when they're doing their next. Do they say? How do people know? Yeah. They just like write it? There was a countdown when I went to the website. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why I thought people just like checked all the time and like that's how people knew. Oh no, it doesn't say right now. It just says restock coming soon. Okay. Well, Bessie, I'll I'll try to get in there like swimwear. Keep on top of it. But yeah, so if you've been considering it, listen, we all need to drink water and we all got to do what we got to do to get our water intake. And I think that even if you only had one Stanley cup a day, that's 40 ounces, better than nothing, better than one 16 ounce plastic water bottle. So I highly recommend. I think it's worth the $40. You know, it gives me the ick when people in general put non-water in their water bottles or like tumblers. But especially with the Stanley Cup, like when I see people put like soda in it, because that's like such a thing on like Utah TikTok, like people put their like swig orders in it. I'm like, no, I cannot imagine just like cleaning the straw when it's like all sticky. No. Yeah. Why only? Yeah. I do respect because I assume that it's a, a zero waste type of thing. Like they're not generating waste. No, they like Swig will give it to them in the cup and like people in their car pour it into their Stanley cup. So like they're getting a cup anyway. Jail. They just want it cold, I guess, for longer, which like fair, but just like people in general, it really bothers me to use like water bottles and things that are hard to clean for 
smoothies or juice or soda. Like, I don't know why. It just kind of freaks me yeah. out. One of those smoothies. That's wild. If you mm-hmm. have put a smoothie in a Stanley cup, please exit out of this podcast right now. <laughs> Jail. <laughs> Jail. But yeah. All right. Let's move into the main topic of today's episode. Like we said, we're going to be reading some Reddit things and reacting. So we're going to do it like thread by thread or yes. like page by page, whatever these are called. So the first one is r slash T-I-F-U, today I effed up. Mm-hmm. So we're I- If you know anything about our show, you know Anya and I really prioritize our health, sustainability, and building a community around the things that young women go through. That's why we feel so lucky to have met and interviewed Katie Diasty in 2020, a Gen Z entrepreneur, overall badass, and founder of Viv for Your V, who we are so proud to partner with on this episode. Viv is an earth-friendly period care subscription brand created to bring sustainable and clean products to the hands of menstruators. Something crazy that I personally didn't know is that the average menstrual pad is equal to about four plastic bags and can take up to 800 years to break down. Yeah, and this is a big deal because a menstruator can use anywhere from 5,000 and 15,000 disposable period care products in their cycle's lifetime. And at any time, 800 million menstruators are on their period right now. That's why we feel really great about using Viv's bamboo-based products. Bamboo uses a quarter the amount of water, less land and fertilizers, and is naturally hypoallergenic, breathable, and actually more absorbent than cotton. It's so crazy to know that with every Viv box, you can save 643 pounds of CO2, 607 gallons of water, and 48 plastic bags from entering a landfill. Another problem that Viv is solving for is access to products when you need them the most. I think we can all relate to having that oh shit moment and realizing you're going to have to make a CVS run on top of all the things you're already dealing with. With their subscription-based model, it's so easy to choose how often you want your products delivered and have them on hand so you can conquer more. They have products for every type of period, from pads and liners to tampons and even menstrual cups. Viv totally converted me to a cup user. I love that it's zero waste, reusable, and lasts up to 10 years. Plus, the ring on their cup is a total game changer. You guys have to try it. We personally feel amazing about the way we're treating our bodies, the planet, and supporting a clean, sustainable, and women and minority-owned business all at the same time. Use the code and the link in our bio to shop the Viv website with 20% off, and definitely check out our episode with Katie to learn even more. And now, hotties, back to the episode. I'm going to go ahead and read the first story. Or should we, like, read each other's, like the one each other's picked? Ooh, that's fun. Let's do that. Okay, because, like, you you haven't, like, seen it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I haven't really seen mine too much anyway. I tried to, like, just read the heading, but... Oh, I read through mine, so I like this. Okay. Okay, go for it. Okay, so today I effed up by buying everyone an Ancestry DNA kit and ruining Christmas. Earlier this year, Ancestry DNA had a sale on their kit. I thought it would be a great gift idea, so I bought six of them for Christmas presents. Today, my family got together to exchange presents for our Christmas Eve tradition, and I gave my mom, dad, brother, and two sisters each kit. As soon as everyone opened their gift at the same time, my mom started freaking out. She told us she didn't want us taking them because they had unsafe chemicals. We explained to her how there were actually no chemicals, but we could tell she was still flustered. Later, she started trying to convince us that only one of us kids need to take it since we all will have the same results and to resell extra kits to save money. Fast forward, our parents have been fighting upstairs for the past hour and we are downstairs trying to figure out who has a different dad. (laughs) That's funny. Oh my God. Yeah, wait. Why read would she- update number two, though. Well, I'll read both. Well, of them. I guess – okay. We'll react first and then – Well, yeah. My first thought is – I thought this was going to go like the um, – they're going to sell our, our DNA. The government's going to uh, sell it. That's where I thought this was going to go. Like I was like, oh, no, you have conspiracy theorist parents. I wouldn't have even thought that one of them has a different dad, but one of them for sure has a different dad. Well, so I – 
I actually had the same. I know that she was using it as an excuse because obviously she doesn't want them to take the test for whatever reason. But I actually had the same thought when I first read that they bought six kits. Like I was like, that's kind of like if you're looking for like lineage wise and stuff, like yeah. you're, you are all going to have the same result. So like that is kind of a waste of money. Like I was kind yeah. of like, hmm. I got like I kind of agree like no one's going to find out anything new but like I guess apparently they might. So yeah, I feel like it would it would have been a better gift for just mom and dad cuz they're the ones that are going to be like different, but then they come together and the mm. all the kids are going to be the same. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I guess yeah, so ancestor DNA is one of the ones with like the family tree, not like I, the 23 and me, which is like your like diseases and stuff right but yeah. i think 23 and me also does family tree because that's how oh, really i'm pretty sure it was 23 and me that they used in that documentary our father to find out that mm. fertility doctor was all of their dad mm. crazy 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 yeah all right so the first update says thank you so much for all the love and support my sister's brother and i have not yet decided yet if we are going to take the test no matter what the results are we will still love each other and our parents no matter what i just wanted to read love that because it was very cute Update number two, Christmas isn't ruined. My F up actually turned into a Christmas miracle. Turns out my sister's father passed away shortly after she was born. A good friend of my mom's was able to help her through the darkest time in her life and they went on to fall in love and create the rest of our family. They never told us because of how hard it was for my mom. Last night she was strong enough to share stories and photos with us for the first time and it truly brought us even closer together as a family. This is a Christmas we will never forget and yes we are all excited to get our test results. Merry Christmas everyone. P.S. Sorry <laughs> sorry, my mom isn't a whore. No you're not my daddy. <laughs> isn't that crazy? That's funny. That is crazy but I'm very that's like for one of them having a different dad, that's like the best case scenario. Best case for scenario, them. yeah. I that's guess like it a would movie. feel weird. Like obviously, it's hard to judge because she didn't want to talk about it because it was like such a dark time. But I feel like yeah. if it were me, I would maybe still have like some like hesitancy towards my mom for like keeping that for me for so long. Yeah, because it's just the fact that you like literally like it's not even like oh it just didn't come up. Like you had to pretend all that time that they were. Yeah. I don't know. I just think in my opinion in general is like to be as open with that kind of stuff as possible. Like I watched this TikTok couple that did like a a donor IVF thing and like they get questions like, are you going to tell the kid? And they're like, absolutely. Like we want to be as transparent as possible. And like the sooner in life you do that, like the easier. Obviously, it's hard to judge this situation because it's like a tragic thing. But I just feel like it's so much harder the older you get to like explain these yeah. things, you know? Yeah, that is a good point. The top but. comment is Felice, not your dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Okay, well, love Next a happy ending. Story. This one is titled "Today I effed up by playing cards against humanity with new friends." Honestly, I feel like that's not a good idea. Just right off the bat, like yeah, cards against humanity. You really have to understand people's humor to like yeah. have fun. Agreed. Okay. For context, I'm a 19-year-old college student, and this took place in our dorm lounge with three other people who knew each other very well. I was recently introduced to their group, and we all agreed to play a few rounds of Cards Against Humanity after a storm knocked out power, leaving us stuck inside. That's kind of like a fun college mem. Yeah. I'm usually a strong player, but during this game, I was really far behind. I decided to just go all out with some of my cards, even if they were way too ballsy for this round, and the black card was as follows. Blank. Betcha can't have just one. Or betcha just can't have one. Betcha can't just have one. Okay, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Immediately, I slammed down a brain tumor. I'm pretty confident that I'm going to win this round, and I can't stop giggling as the guy shuffles cards or shuffles the responses and begins to re- read them off. His face suddenly goes red as he looks at the first card, and he starts chuckling as he lays my card down. I start laughing as he reads it off between breaths, but an uneasy silence is birthed between the other two girls playing, who stare at each other, then me, then the cards are, then me again. I slowly stop laughing, and it is at this moment that I am informed that the card czar has terminal brain cancer. I immediately feel horrible, but he gives me a hug and says he thought it was hilarious to not feel bad, and we all shakily laugh before he crowns me the winner of the round. I won, but at what cost? Yeah, I playing cards against humanity with new people is a bad idea. Yeah, and also, like, what are the odds? Like, That's very strange. What yeah. are the odds? And I, I feel like... If you, if the person with the illness laughed and like was truly okay with That's it. That's what I was going to say. Then like whatever. But I'm also kind of like if I had terminal brain cancer, I wouldn't be in college. Like I would be, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> True. I would like, I would drop out and like go do things, I guess. I don't know. Everyone's yeah. different, but. Yeah. Hey, you never know. Um. But yeah, that was my thought process was I was like, well, I guess the only like person's opinion that truly matters is the person with cancer in this case. So if they found it funny, then like, I don't, I don't think you effed up. Um, I think one of the top comments speaks to that. Yeah. The top comment is at what cost you made a dying person laugh. No shame to have. Um, so yeah, and also another one saying like it was an honest mistake. Like he said that he didn't know them super well. So like again, yeah. it's just one of those like what are the odds that this is the circumstance that you find yourself in? I would say like this is why you have to be careful with like what you say, but at the same time you're playing cards against humanity. Like the yeah, whole you point know of you cards against for. humanity is to like be problematic basically. Yeah. So Yeah, literally. So Anyways. In any other situation, I'd be like, yeah, that's, like, so inappropriate to joke about. But I feel like since everyone, like, consented to playing cards against humanity, like, yeah, it changes the situation. Yeah. And again, the one that it affects the most found it funny. So, yeah, we're all good there. But this was one day ago. So I do hope that that friend is doing okay. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. All right. The next one. All right. Today, I effed up by living in a dark bedroom for six years. The overhead fan in our bedroom uses one of those compact halogen? Is that how you say it? Halogen. Halogen? Yeah. Like old-fashioned. Okay. Six years ago, the bulb burned out and got really dim, just barely a glow. I bought up a replacement bulb, but when I put that one in, it was also barely lighting up, so I realized the unit was bad. The fan still worked great. In all caps. (laughs) A great fan. (laughs) It literally is the best fan I've ever had because it moves a ton of air and is super quiet. The fan had also been a gift when we moved into our house. The unit cost over $400, so I didn't really want to replace it, even though our bedroom doesn't get much natural light, so it is pretty dark. So since then, over the years, my wife and I had to make do with no overhead light. We open the windows during the day and at night use a combination of bedside lamps and the bathroom light. It's never really as good of lighting as an overhead lamp, so I keep some flashlights up there for when we are cleaning or looking for something, etc. After six years of living in the dark, this winter I just decided I would replace the damn thing. But before I did, I decided to try one last time with another bulb because however unlikely, it's possible both bulbs I had tried were bad. So I'm up there installing the new bulb, grab the remote, the fan has a remote, and as I'm turning the light on, I realize the (laughs) the goddamn thing is dimmable. 
For six years, we lived with the inconvenience of no overhead light and the whole time it was just because the damn thing was set to dim. (laughs) That is something that I would do. And so (laughs) I understand. I just, I feel like it's mind boggling to me that like no one tried to problem solve sooner. <laughs> like I feel it's like if you tried to plug in the light bulb them. and you're like, oh the unit's broken, like you wouldn't try to like fix it. <laughs> I don't also, know. Also like lights that have a dimmer, like it like a normal you can't see my light switch, but like a normal light switch obviously is just the flip up, flip down. But when there's a dimmer, there's the slidey thing normally. So I'm I think like, they're saying that it has a remote like oh, the remote oh, you're makes right. it dimmable and maybe they didn't have the remote so they didn't yeah but how are they turning on the fan then cuz they were I using the fan <laughs> bro that is funny well i'm glad that you're no longer living in the dark that's great it's a 6 years of light i guess and the the top comment is like someone saying that this inspired them <laughs> to go check their really dim light and it turns out that that was the same problem is this like hey if you, if you have a dim light in your place go and double it. yeah it this is your sign to double check yeah oh my god it fixed my bedroom light <laughs> oh my god so funny literally all right. these comments are like me too me too <laughs> y'all like not them starting a revolution wow well i'm glad i'm glad that they got light you know let there be light yeah. i guess let there let there be light am i right <laughs> Okay, today I effed up by not knowing the actual lyrics to Uptown Funk. So I'm mostly grateful this happened in front of a few people and not the bride and groom's extremely Catholic families. I was in a wedding this weekend and a little bit into dancing, a couple of the other bridesmaids and I stepped out to change into sneakers. Uptown Funk came on and we were still singing and dancing along as we left. So I just carried on. This one's for them hood girls. Oh, I know the part of these. Okay. Yeah. It's like the, this one's for them hood girls, them good girls. And then they said straight masturbating. One of the other bridesmaids stops dead in her tracks. She says, what did you just say? And I was like, straight masturbating. I still can't believe you got away with keeping that lyric in such a popular song. And the other bride goes, I th- or the other bridesmaid goes, I think the lyrics are just straight masterpieces. I look it up and lo and behold, that's what Google says. I think surely that's just the radio edit and there's an explicit version that says straight masturbating. Nope. Turns out I've been confidently singing about masturbating incorrectly since 2014. They really uptown effed it up. Yep. That's what the top comment says. <laughs> and then the, the reply to that is straight messed it up. <laughs> I thought I feel this like- was so funny because I would so do this and this is my biggest fear. This is such a fear of mine when singing along it's- to songs. I feel like my thing is I see where they're coming from because those words sound similar. Yeah. But in the context of the sentence, it wouldn't make yeah. any sense <laughs> for them to say. I mean, does it make sense to say masterpieces? Like, not a ton, but it makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why would they be straight masturbating? Yeah. I- that changes the whole context <laughs> of the song. <laughs> oh, Bruno Mars. God. Listen, yeah. I'm also glad that they didn't say that in front of uh, the Catholic family because that would have that would have been a whole other <laughs> whole other post probably. But I feel like I have a couple things like that where I thought the words were different. Oh like, yeah, I'm trying to think of an example. I feel like everyone has a couple. But yeah, there's like a whole website dedicated to this. Uh, I think it's called kissthisguy.com. 
Oh, interesting. Because it's um, I don't know what song it is. Let me see. <laughs> the first one is "I Bless the Grains Down in Africa" <laughs> from the wait. Song what is it? Africa by Toto. What is it? It's um. Oh, the rains. The rains. Yeah. Okay, but that's I not that the crazy. Grains. There's definitely grains in Africa. I feel like that's not that. I don't blame them for that one. Oh my god, the song "Walk the Moon" or sorry, the song "Shut Up and Dance" by "Walk the Moon." The misheard lyric was, I said, you're holding back. She said, shut up that duck with me. <laughs> no. Wow. Anyways. But yeah, so that is everything that we're going to do from the TIFU thread. So now we're going into r slash too afraid to ask. And this, as you can imagine, is where people ask questions that they like think are stupid or controversial mm-hmm. so on and so forth. So the first one, my wife asked me if I honestly thought her friends were attractive. What should I say? Oh, that is in fact a pickle. <laughs> <laughs> we went to a dinner for a wedding and her friends were there. We greeted them and I said, wow, aren't you ladies all spiffied up, but in a friendly way. My wife agreed and told them they looked amazing. When we went to take our seats, she asked me if they looked better than her. And I said, no, because they didn't. So then uh, she then asked me, if I thought they were attractive. I just said they looked well-dressed and left it there. She gave me an unsatisfied, hmm. I know she probably won't leave it alone, but did I give the right answer? This is one of my biggest pet peeves, and this is why I included this. The premise that, like, you just automatically start, or you automatically stop finding other humans attractive attractive or good-looking just because you're in a relationship is freaking ridiculous and I feel like I would like as a woman if like my boyfriend was really nice to my girlfriends and told them that they looked nice when they looked nice like wouldn't you rather that than someone like an asshole like I don't understand (laughs) especially because like it sounds like he treated it like very like very polite like you know what I mean? There weren't any like vibes. Yeah, it's not like he like, slapped their ass or something. Vibes. Yeah, literally, <laughs> yeah, literally. Like I'm like, I think it's nice that he told them they looked nice. And like, if I like, if I asked Grant if he thought one of my friends was like attractive, I'd be like, hell yeah, they are. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you can be attractive without it meaning anything. Like, if anything to me, it's like, yes, I find them attractive, but like, I still picked you. Like, I yeah. still found you more attractive for whatever those reasons are. Um, it could be a hot take, but I just feel like no, I don't think so. Because think about—I'll use myself as an example. How many dates have I been on trying to find like a partner? I found most of those dates attractive, but like mm-hmm. clearly they didn't work out. And like I would hate if my then partner was like, "You found other people attractive in this process yeah, to find like me." What? Like, no jail. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like I just, just how I it feel works. like the the biological process of finding another human like good to look at is so different than like choosing to be in a relationship with someone. Yes. <laughs> like, I just yes. I don't understand. Yeah. So, that's true. Because like attraction does not equal anything more than attraction. Yeah. And if you're in a relationship, like you're not going to act on that attraction. And if you are, then that's like speaking to something way <laughs> like that's speaking to your relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, and I, just, I agree. I feel like he gave the right answer. Like, yeah. I don't know. I could Relationships just, like this just blow my mind. Like, I'm like, the fact that you're actually that insecure in your relationship that, like, him saying someone else looked nice for, like, whatever wedding or special event, like, that's that's on you, buddy. 
you know, because I could understand if maybe he was like, oh, like my wife has been cheated on in the past. So like I kind of get where she's coming from or like even then I'm like, I don't know. You're just going to like it's literally normal to find other people besides your partner attractive. In fact, it's weird if you don't find anyone else attractive. Nobody's going to get a satisfying answer from that question. My girlfriend has asked a version of that and my response was effectively, okay, what are we doing here? If I say no, I'm potentially lying or offending her by implying her friends are ugly. If I say yes, I'm fueling her insecurities. Yeah. That's why it's just like accept that your friend, that your partner likely has other people that they find physically attractive and just like don't talk about it. Like maybe I'm wrong, but I assume you and Grant, it celebrities are different. If you are not allowed to find celebrities attractive, for the love of God, leave that relationship. <laughs> but like as far as like people you know, like I feel like you and Grant aren't sitting down just being like, okay, so if we weren't together, like which of my friends Who would we pick? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Like people don't really have conversations like that. Combos. But it's like I could be like, oh, like I liked Austin's haircut today. Like, and that wouldn't yeah. be you know what I mean? Yeah, like you should be no. able to say those kinds of things. Like <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, that's anyways. crazy. Anyways, next one is too afraid to ask. My girlfriend has body dysmorphia and thinks she's ugly most of the time. I was I almost read that the, as ugliest of all time. Like I like <laughs> reordered the words. I'm sorry. She thinks she's ugly most of the time. She's probably the most attractive person I've ever met. What can I do to help her see how beautiful she is? Well, this is not – why are you too afraid to ask? This is very nice. Yeah, this is a very – that's why I picked it because it was very like, wholesome. This was a sentimental Reddit moment. Um, also, I picked it and I was reading through some of the comments and this is kind of what they're saying. But like if she has like – not to – I'm not trying to like play it down. But if she has like legitimate body dysmorphia, like the literal mental illness of body dysmorphia, mm-hmm. like unfortunately there's not much that you can do besides what you – assume what I assume you're already doing like I assume that he's probably complimenting her and telling her that he thinks she's beautiful and all of that but like it's so much a her thing Mm -hmm. like you know what I mean like he can continue doing what he's doing but like she sort of actively needs to find either a find help to like cope and change that thought process or accept I guess I don't I don't know I just know that like I don't have body dysmorphia, but obviously we all have like insecure moments. And like if you think that you look bad in something or you think you look bad that day or whatever it may be, like not a lot's going to change that. You know what I mean? Everyone can say, no, you look fine. You look great. Everything's great. But like if you're not feeling it, you're not feeling it. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. It's it's hard because I think like a little bit of encouragement can help you feel better. But like to your point, like – it has to come from within you because you also don't want all of your confidence to come from someone else because, like, what happens if you guys break up? You'll be, like, in an yeah. even worse spot than you were. So, yeah. I feel like you just kind of have to, like, encourage her if she's, like, voicing it directly to you. But otherwise, like, she needs to, like, be on that journey alone. Maybe that's also a hot take, but. No, I don't think that's – because I, like, the best that I can – relate it to is my own anxiety and yeah okay sometimes if I'm not like incredibly anxious about something if you told me like oh don't worry about it like everything's gonna be fine in some moments that's like perfect and it calms me down but if I'm fully in a in an anxiety attack 
everyone in the world can tell me it's okay. It's going to be fine. And like at the end of the day, I need to like come in and use my own coping mechanisms and what I've learned in therapy or medication, which is what I found has worked for me. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, and that's kind of, like I said, what the comments are saying. Like when the top comment is, um, help her see someone about her issues. No matter what you say, she can't see what you see. I'm coming at this as I've been the one to have the issues over appearance previously. No amount of compliments, no matter who they are from, changed what I saw in myself. And there's some people commenting like, yep, it's a medical issue. It needs proper help. It would be an amazing world if we could just help mental illness with care and getting them to see the truth, but it's impossible. OP shouldn't feel defeated though. Caring is also helping in whatever she needs to do to get better. Yeah. So keep doing what you're doing, but also find ways to comfortably bring up, you know, therapy or even just bringing it up to, you know, your primary care doctor as like a first step. They might be able to refer her to, um, you know, who people who can like properly help her through that. But yeah. Agreed. But also don't be too afraid to ask. It's nice. Yeah, don't be too afraid to ask. That was a very <laughs> nice question. How is everyone else not utterly exhausted by superhero movies at this point? Wait, that's so funny. And then they just say there are so many. There have been so many. There continue to be so many pumped out every year. Not saying I haven't enjoyed some, but after the first four or five, it's a bit redundant. I agree so much. <laughs> that's why I picked this one. Tea. And that's not to say that I don't think like Marvel movies are good. I think they're good and they do have like storyline other than just the action part of it. But just like from a general plot standpoint, like we always know they're going to win. Do they ever not win? Does the good guy ever um, not win? Yes. Almost like never. No, it always ends. No. It no, always not ends It's fine. the individual movie. Okay, but like you still know at the end of the whole story it's going to be fine. And at that point it's like, yeah, why do I even care? It's all going to be fine. It takes multiple movies to get to the fine. But, like, it I just don't get invested. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't support this narrative. <laughs> what I will say is that I actually have become less interested since Avengers Endgame. Because that was sort of, like, a – that was sort of the finale of, like, the first generation of MCU movies. Um, the only ones that I've really kept up with since then are the Spider-Man movies. Because Spider-Man is my favorite Marvel superhero, in case you were wondering – Um, there are a lot of them. I will say that, like, obviously you have, like, favorites. Like, I never Mm – this is a hot take, but I never loved Doctor Strange. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I Um, I feel like that's not – I agree. Yeah. Real MCU fans – Because wasn't he, like, the original or, like, significant or something? Something like that. Or he's just really powerful. I don't know. I'm not saying he's not powerful. I'm just saying I'm a little bored. Um – but yeah, so I I I'll say that I half agree. Up if we were out if we were reading this at the point where Endgame had just come out, I would have disagreed. But now that we've kind of moved into the second generation, I'm not super interested in anyone besides Spider-Man and I haven't really kept up. And it is a lot. It's a, it's a big commitment to get into. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing for me is just I know like 50% of all the movies is just going to be like action scenes and I just don't find those interesting at all. Like I I feel like those could be shortened like 80% of how long they are because it's like I get it we're fighting. Like why do we need to show the intricacies of how we're fighting? You're going to pick up a car, cool. You like I don't care, you know? I get it we're fighting. That's you're, all. You're going to pick up a car, cool. 
Like, I'm like, okay, now you're in the subway. Awesome. Like, I'm like, I don't care where you're fighting. That's I, I know that you're not happy with each other. That's, like, all I need for the plot. Like, can we keep it moving, you know? But, like, the battles in the Avengers movies, Anya, when Captain America was able to wield Thor's hammer, I got chills. Straight chills. <laughs> I can appreciate, serious. like, a lot of the special effects <laughs> because they are pretty crazy, but I just get bored. So, anyways. All right, well – to each their own, I guess. You're entitled to your wrong opinion. <laughs> Clearly people on Reddit agree with me. <laughs> it's true. This one says, do people genuinely like their jobs? I'm a 24 female teacher. I feel like I just pushed through the school year looking for breaks in summers. Every fall is a new start, both good and bad. I don't dread every day. Most days are just neutral. What about people that work year round? Do you not hate getting up early? I'm not necessarily considering leaving my profession, but I wanted to see if hope was out there. So I picked this one because I feel like it's important to remind people that it is actually like incredibly healthy if your job isn't just your job. favorite thing. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's I actually very saw something normal. about this on TikTok today, and it was talking about how like boomers view like Gen Z, and they're like, "Why don't? Why doesn't anyone want to work anymore?" And it's like, what we should really be doing is like looking at them and like being like, "Why do you want to work?" Like why do you want to contribute to this like capitalist machine that you've been raised in? Like you should want to have more free time. You should want to spend time with your family. Like it's a problem if you don't like. <laughs> literally, literally. Um, yeah. In the world, was it Marx? I don't dream of labor. Like. Yeah. Legit. <laughs> sorry. Like I just that if I had it my way, I absolutely would not have to work to make money. And that's coming yeah. from someone who I would say likes their job. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think – I don't know. I think most people, if like if they were like, oh, you could either work for the rest of your life or you could like inherit generational wealth and do whatever you want. Like I'm worried about so, you if you're picking yeah. option A. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm worried. Yeah. <laughs> um, my dream is to marry someone who makes significantly more money than me and quit my job and walk around in aloe yoga and go to Pilates yeah. at 11 a.m. That's that my is dream. the dream. <laughs> um, and I think especially with this one, considering that – she doesn't actively dislike her job. She's neutral. Because mm -hmm. it is one thing to dislike your job. Because unfortunately, we are under this capitalist society and we are spending so much time working. Like that is what is required of the vast majority of us. And so you should at the very least feel neutral solely because you have to spend so much time doing yeah. it like logistically. But I, I would say that I – feel neutral to slightly above neutral <laughs> about my job and I'm like pretty pretty content with yeah that. but I like it just it's like a commentary on society that it sucks so we have to spend so much time doing something that we're just oh for sure about, you know for sure no I completely agree but if that it is it what has it is to yeah. be the case yeah so yeah all right the last one in the too afraid to ask thread why does everyone think student loans should be forgiven? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I put this one in here. <laughs> I feel like an asshole for asking this, but didn't these people knowingly take out these loans to get their education? They put themselves in that situation. I'm blue collar, so I don't have any student debt. So I can't really relate. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm getting mad. <laughs> so I don't have any student debt. So I can't relate really relate or understand how bad it truly is. It's just puzzling to me. It seems like taking out a $50,000 car loan than asking for it to be forgiven because it's too expensive. 
Okay, like, I have Bessie, a lot to you say. You should have been too afraid to ask. <laughs> I have so much to say. First of all, if you do not have any student debt, you get no opinion on this. Yeah. In the same way that if you do not have a uterus, you do not get any opinion on what that person with their uterus yeah. can do. So yeah, you should have been too afraid to ask. Second of all, you take out – yes, you knowingly take out this, these loans. Knowingly. I'm using air quotes. When you are – 17 to 18 years old. Show me the 17 to 18 year olds who have to take out student loans who are able to conceptualize just how much money they are going to be putting themselves in debt in. And, and show me the other loans that have such absurdly high interest rates. Because I'll tell you what, I was 18 years old when I took out my student loans. Interest rates didn't mean shit to me. I didn't know. And even if you do know, you can't actually – you can't even really estimate how much they are because guess what? A lot of private loans use variable interest rates. So they change over time. So it's not even like your student loan is set at like a 9.5% interest rate, which is not a high interest rate for private loans in case you're wondering. They're literally being – you're getting charged – nine and a half percent on interest rates. Mortgages are three percent in case you need some context. Um, That changes throughout the years. So it may stay like that for a year and then the next year it's 10.75 and then the next year it's 8.6, so on and so forth. So that's why they should be forgiven because it's literally actually criminal (laughs) that these companies are making this much money off of 18 year olds. Well, I think it's criminal, obviously, that the companies are profiting, but I also think it's criminal that we let it get to a point where education is so absurdly expensive like i've seen like those charts that are like in 1950 it cost like this to buy a house this to like take a class or whatever and it's like just all of it is so much astronomically higher now um and i feel like a lot of what these comments are saying is just like people get like people get bad advice when they're young like yeah and someone who is actually arguing the other side like they are like anti-forgiving student loans but they said Going forward, loans should be much harder to get and universities should be able to be sued if they misrepresent future earning potential, which I do agree with that. But I'm also like, we just shouldn't have to take out loans to get an education, (laughs) a concept. Yeah. I'm reading one of the (laughs) top comments. I'm like, throw the whole thing out. (laughs) Yeah. One of the top comments, because OP mentioned like car loans, top comment says, if you can't pay off that truck, they take your truck away and the loan is gone. Your credit is shit, but you have no debt. Student loans are predatory loans. You can't get rid of them ever. You can't go into mm-hmm. bankruptcy or anything. The only way they go away is by dying. That is not fair. Mm-hmm. Plus, when you're not told, even sometimes then, right? Like, yeah, I think sometimes, sometimes they get like passed in next yeah. kin. Yeah. Plus, when you're told by everyone in society as a whole that you need to be successful. Plus, it's so easy to do without understanding anything since you're literally a child. Overall, loans to get an education aren't horrible. It's understandable. But when it cripples an entire generation with lifetimes of debt that can never be forgiven, it's a problem. Thank you, TA31533568111. (laughs) (laughs) They really said it. (laughs) Incredible. Like, that's exactly it. Like, it's just – and that's that's why they should be forgiven because it's it's the literal least that anyone can do for letting it get to this point. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to hear people being like, well, I just paid off my loan. Like, it's unfair if yours get forgiven. I don't give a shit. I literally it's don't care. Empathy. Good for you. It's literally called empathy. Don't you wish that they did it five years ago and you could have yeah, benefited? You know like, how it's hard not it was. my fault you paid them off. 
Yeah, wouldn't you have wished that would have worked out for you? Yeah, and most of those people saying it are like 10 years older than us. And I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, you've had 10 years to do it. Anyways, I could go on forever, so I'll stop now before I get too (laughs) heated. All right, we're going to move into r slash confessions. So I'll read the first one. I have no idea absolutely – oh, my God. I can't read today. I'll start over. (laughs) I have absolutely no idea who I am, what I want, or what I like. I'm 21 years old. I've always had this habit of being a people pleaser and just wanting to impress my parents. That mindset and lifestyle has really messed me up. If I find something interesting, I always start thinking, what would my parents think? Would my boyfriend still love me? So I discard that thought or interest and just forget about it. I'm incredibly indecisive. I struggle deciding what soda I want to buy at the store, what career path I want to take. Everything that includes a choice makes me scared and unsure as hell. Part of me is adventurous, highly sexual, confident, and strong-willed, but another part of me wants to be at home, play video games all day, and sleep. I don't know if I want to study abroad or stay in my country. I don't know if I want to have a working life or find a job where I have to do little to no work. I don't know if I want to make a lot of money or be happy with just, just the necessities. I don't know if I want to be edgy and rebellious or a goody two-shoes. Sometimes I wish I had a more adventurous boyfriend. Another part of me is happy with the one I have now. I'm jealous of all the people who have everything figured out. They know who they are and what they want. Um, Bestie, I don't think anyone does. Nope, no one does. Here <laughs> no to tell does. you, I'm 24. <laughs> They're just good at faking it. Yeah, I'm 24. I won't speak for you, but Anya's 24, and I related to literally everything in this, <laughs> like absolutely everything. I was like, oh my god, this person got into my brain and put down my thoughts. Incredible. Um, yeah, that's just being alive is what I'm learning. Is that yeah. you're constantly like eh. again, like okay, yeah, you want to work and be ambitious and have goals, but then also like if you had the opportunity to be a housewife, like you would do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we're all living in that limbo. We all – when you're 21, you just like realize that your whole life is ahead of you and it feels like you have to make these like decisions that are going to be so defining. But realistically, like you have your whole life ahead of you. So like you could actually be everything that you mentioned in this post at some yeah. point in your life. You know what I mean? That's what I was going to say. It's like arguably the people – the most interesting people and the people with like the most interesting life trajectories probably don't decide it super early on and like stick to the plan. It's because they like did this one thing and then pivoted and then moved abroad and then moved back. Like it's like your interest, your life is interesting and like rich because you do a combination of all of these things. It's boring if you like figure it out super early and then just stick with it. Like yeah. what's the point? <laughs> yeah. It's all for the plot, bestie. Yeah, it, that's it's that's a good summary. It's all, all for, the, for plot. the plot. So yeah, don't stress. All right, the next one. <laughs> Wait, I'm excited for this one. <laughs> I fake an accent at my job. <laughs> my heart is pounding writing this because I literally haven't told anyone this. So I work at this one store and I work on the sales floor. But before all that, I was just one person interviewing for a position at the store. Before I arrived for my interview, a friend of mine dared me to interview in a British accent. I said I'd do it only if they paid me, and to my surprise, they sent me like $10 through Venmo. $10? You should have asked for more money than $10, (laughs) Um, which was more than enough for me. Wrong. No, you should have asked for more. Um, I went into the interview with the mindset that I wasn't going to get hired, and they inevitably hired me on the spot. Accent and all. (laughs) I was nervous because I had already talked to a whole bunch of higher-ups with the accent and decided to just go through with it, thinking it was only going to be a summer job. I was so wrong. It's been like seven months that I've been working there and I still use the accent to this day. When people ask me where I'm 
from. I just tell them my hometown because I have several Brits from that town whom I grew up with. The accent hasn't really posed a problem until now because my boyfriend is friends with one of my coworkers. So I'm going to have to find the right time to come clean. Oh my God. (laughs) This reminds me, I know you've never seen Friends, but for those of you that see Friends, there's an episode where one of the characters, Ross, to try to like get his students to be more engaged because he's a professor. He talks in a British accent, mm. but then he gets like stuck teaching them and realizes that he has to do a British accent. And in one of the uh, one of the classes, he ends up just like slowly fading into an American accent in the middle of the lecture. Yikes. Um, yeah, that that's tough. The The top comment is, is really good. It says, bet a coworker that you can fake an American accent ooh. for the rest of the year for 300 bucks. And then they'll be like, oh my God, wait, you're so good. <laughs> Wait, that's such a good idea. And then you profit. We got a girl boss also, in the comments. Yeah, that's a girl boss move. I also think good on them for actually interviewing with the accent because your friend that dared you to do it and sent you $10 would never know. Yeah, you could just be like, if yep, you I did, did it. You could just lie. Yeah. Maybe we're toxic, but I'm like, yeah. no, I why did lie. you do it? Yeah. <laughs> um. And they posted a video of how they talk. Will this work? This link? Let's see. Oh, I think it – oh, no. It can't be found. Damn. Well, we'll have to use our imagination. Um, There is an update. It says, finally told my boyfriend about the accent, and he said, and I quote, well, babe, you just got to fake it till you make it and get the hell out of there. <laughs> I got a lucky one, y'all. No, I feel like if my partner told me that, I would just absolutely die laughing. <laughs> like, that's so funny. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like how they could get out of this. It's tough. I think the bet is their best. Either that or quitting. Yeah. That's the options that I'm seeing. But you must have a really good British accent. I have a pretty good British accent. It's like the only accent I can really do, but I'm pretty good at it. Oh my God. Someone goes, I I believe that. Like, don't make me fake it for you. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) I'm like, come on. Give us a couple bars. (laughs) I do the rest of the podcast in a British accent. That is Perfect. pretty good. That's pretty I know. good. I'm pretty good at it, yeah. I'm not good at any accent, so you'll only be hearing <laughs> the only nice one I can do. straight New England one. Um, one comment says, fake a head injury and go back to normal. <laughs> I was thinking that. Like, what if you were like, I have a really bad lisp, and it just, like, sounds like a British accent. But I guess if you lied and said you were, like, from there, that's what yeah. I Another one says, apparently a kid in the States acquired a British accent solely from watching Peppa Pig. <laughs> No, I believe that. Like, even having, like, a nanny. Like, um, my cousin had, like, a French nanny, and, like, she kind of talked funny. Like, if the person you talk to a lot of the time has a – talks different than you. Yeah. Well, you're a good example because your parents do have accents, but you don't because you, like, were around. Yeah. I feel like that's similar to Peppa Pig, though. (laughs) (laughs) I guess. You must be watching a lot of Peppa Pig. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, true. Okay, next one. I've been sleeping with my roommate behind my friend's back. I live in a house with three other roomies, my friend Y, her boyfriend E, and our other roommate K. Well, I never had a think for K. What does that even mean? I think they meant a thing for K. Oh, I was like, is that slang? I don't know. Okay. I never had a thing for K, but for some reason or another, Y has always been very persistent in telling me that I can't sleep with K, even though I never planned on it and didn't really know him that well when I moved in. But as time moved on, I actually really started to like Kay's company. He would help me cook dinner for everyone. We watch Bob's Burgers a lot and sometimes just sleep together to avoid being alone. Oh. <laughs> I don't have any romantic feelings for Kay. Are you sure? And 
I know he has none for me. As far as either of us is concerned, we're just friends with benefits. But if my friend found out, she would kill us both, probably. I just don't understand why or what her deal is. Um, I feel like the, if you... Mm, I, there's a lot to like here. Yeah, they mean like... They mean... <laughs> they mean like home... <laughs> they don't mean just sleep together, right? No, like they, they are having they sex. Don't, they don't... Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> because they worded it weird. Like, sleep together to avoid being alone. Like, that kind of makes it sound like they're just sharing a bed no. so that they don't have to sleep alone. No, no. I think that he, they mean like... Well, intimacy. then that's very... Yeah. I'm like, that. there's a lot going on here. You yeah. don't like him, though? You don't... I'm, what? So, here's a couple of things. Number one, it is weird that Kay, like, immediately was like, you can't sleep with them. Because it's like, that's out of pocket. What made you think that? But then again, Kay had a point because it ended up happening. Yeah. Um, friends with benefits, nine out of ten times end up poorly because someone develops romantic yeah, feelings, feelings or what they perceive to be romantic feelings. Um, And I can see how that could really mess up a living situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know if That's Kay's a weird coming dynamic. from that place – um, the top comment or one of the top comments was either why Loki likes Kay or Kay is known to sleep with everyone and she didn't want him going after you. And OP responds, why doesn't like Kay? She's planning on marrying her boyfriend E and Kay isn't really known for sleeping around. The dude hates socializing in general and doesn't go out much, which makes me even more nervous because I'm like, so if he's sleeping with you, like that is yeah. a pretty intimate thing that he's doing. Like, are you sure he doesn't like you? Are you sure? <laughs> well, I feel like Y obviously just wants to, like, protect her living situation. Like, yeah. if they have a good dynamic and a good living situation, yeah. she just doesn't want that to get all messed up. I don't know. Yeah. And maybe she knows that whoever – I I lost track of K. Is K the one that we're not sleeping <laughs> with? Yeah. Or the one that we're not supposed to be sleeping with. Maybe she knows that Kay has a track record for like falling hard and fast. Like getting really mm-hmm. infatuated with the girls that he's hooking up with. And so she's like, uh, listen. And, you know, if she knows you well enough then and knows that you're not looking for anything. Because I think my hypothesis is that Kay probably has deeper feelings than you think. Because men are not good at communicating feelings. They're just mm. not 99% mm-hmm. of the time, especially in a friends with benefit situation. So that's what I'm thinking, in which case you either got to do some self-reflection and figure out if you can or do see Kay in that light or stop sleeping with them, especially if you're just doing it because you're alone, bestie. Get a therapist. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, like, it sounds like we have an anxious attachment girly on our hands. <laughs> Let's talk about it. No. Yeah, that's sticky. That's a sticky situation. But hope you get out of it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, we don't really have any advice. <laughs> yeah. I have, for me, and honest, I've never been in that situation, so I don't know how I would handle it, but good luck. <laughs> Suck, sucks for you. <laughs> um. So the next one is, I Photoshop every photo of my mom. My mom has really had a hard time the past few years. When she entered menopause, she gained weight, and no matter how much she works out or what diet she tries, she cannot drop it. 
She's a wonderful person, beautiful inside and out, but I could tell it was really taking a toll on her. So I started lightly photoshopping pictures I take of her before I send them to anyone or print them. I just nip a little here and there, slightly shaping and smooth out a few wrinkles. Nothing drastic, but enough. Since I've started this, she has started acting more confidently and has stopped making negative remarks about pictures she is in. She loves being in pictures with everyone again. It has really helped. I have told, I have not told anyone and never will. Aww. It's like the, yeah, this is also like, I'm, I'm conflicted on this. Yeah, I... Yeah, so the top comment is, I'm so conflicted on this. Intent is so endearing, but if she ever found out, just really keep this one to yourself. That I agree with. Like, you actually need to delete this post. Go to your go to your grave, yeah. Yeah, like, delete this post. Literally no one can ever know about this. Because if it ever got back to your mom, hell hath no fury on a woman who just found out she's been photoshopped for years. Yeah. I I mean maybe I'm crazy, but I just feel like I feel like she probably has to kind of know. You don't think? Like she knows what she looks like. If I just magically looked better than I do in the mirror in like every picture. I don't know. Yeah, but I guess I have the problem where I think I look better in the mirror than I do in most pictures. Like I normally leave my house like thinking I look pretty decent and then I'll see pictures of myself sometimes and be like, "Oh my god, no, I don't look good at all." So like yeah, that does they're having happen. like the opposite. Like, there is a dissonance. Yeah, well, it's possible But never that- in the opposite direction, though. <laughs> no, I think that's possible. I really? Think have you ever had a funhouse mirror? One of those wonky, cheap mirrors from, like, Walmart? No, I don't like mean that you look – you – I just feel like it's never. It's almost never that you look in the mirror and you think you look bad, but then you get a picture taken and you look good. Like, when does that ever happen? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's – I don't know. I don't know what to say. I think it's – you're coming from a sweet place. I think it's – I don't want to say it's a little problematic, but it is a little problematic. It is. I don't know. It's tough. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's uh concerning me that this post has been up for four years, bestie. Please delete this. Um <laughs> so that there's no chance that your mother will find out. Um, and that's all I have to say about that. Oh, this one, this is a comment from a photographer. They said, I have so many clients who are uneasy about the way they look. Their confidence needs to be rebuilt. And if I can't do so by using the reassurance or healthy conversations, I will often do the exact same thing you did. It's a tricky spot. And I think the trick is to find the point where the average folk would not notice a difference. Um, Think of it this way. You know, when your hair looks like a mess and you spend 20 to 30 minutes fixing it to finally have it look nice. Then you ask your significant other what they think and they say it looks the same. It's essentially it right there. People are so much more self-critical than they would ever notice. If you can find that little detail and fix it in post, you can effectively help your client regain their confidence. And confidence is a big part of taking pictures if you want them to be comfortable and authentic when you do the shoot. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. And he OP does say that he does like very light editing. I guess we would have to see, you know, I don't know what his definition of light editing is. But yeah, if it's kind of like where, you know, I wouldn't notice a difference, but it's kind of touching on those, you know, minute insecurities that you know your mom has and you know your mom is focusing it on, it's still a little morally gray. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Someone Uh, comments, I'm completely okay with this. I did have a little think at first at the ethical implications, but I decided it's better for her to improve the image of herself in her head. 
than to have to go under the knife and get dangerous procedures. Good luck keeping the secret. Yeah. This is another, I don't know, good luck, I guess. <laughs> like, I have yeah. no idea. I'm not qualified <laughs> like, to Like, we shouldn't do advice episodes. <laughs> we're like, tough. <laughs> yeah, we're like, mm, it sounds like you're screwed, I guess. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. Here's the last one. I faked the results in my master's degree. Now I'm doing PhD research based on the faked results. Hmm. It's interesting that this one was just posted six hours ago because I feel like this would be like a top of all time one, but maybe it will be. I unfortunately can't go into too much detail as to what exactly I was doing as it's very specific and I don't want anyone to find out who I am. As part of my master's dissertation, I spent a year doing a bunch of experiments and gathering a lot of data. I was looking for specific results, which I did not get. At this point, I should have just told my dissertation supervisor, figured out together what I could or should do to get my degree without having to throw the entire year into the bin and start over. But I didn't. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here today. What I did do was make results up. I knew what successful data would look like, so I made it up. Excel's ability to produce random numbers within a specific range was perfect. This way, I wouldn't unconsciously create an obvious fake pattern. I used the fake data and showed the analysis to my dissertation supervisor. They were happy with it, and the dissertation was submitted. I defended it, got my degree, all good. Right? Wrong. A professor saw me defend my dissertation, found it so promising, they spoke to a friend of theirs who works in one of the biggest companies in my area. They liked it and said they wanted to do my PhD continuing to research this and that they would pay for everything. I could have said no. I should have said no. I should have told them to do the research on their own if they liked it so much. But I already proved I'm a moron. I accepted. I am now some time into doing my PhD. I've already tried to discreetly correct the mistakes I made during my master's dissertation and get viable, real data, but no success. It doesn't work. Now I have to either tell my professors that I faked the results of my dissertation, lose my degree and get expelled, or I have to somehow fake my way to a PhD as well which will be a lot harder as a big company is looking over my shoulder, waiting expectantly for results, which will never come. Ah, Dude, this is a horrible situation. Why did you accept this? Why did you accept? Why? Someone, this, this screams, I have no idea who, I have no idea any identifying factors of this person, but this screams white man to me. Does this not scream white man to you? <laughs> it does. What um, I don't understand though is like, your like dissertations are usually published like yeah I don't know I think right like online and stuff so like or like if you you know did this at your school I imagine at some point someone is going to try to run the same experiment to either like validate your research or like build off of what your conclusions were and like they're gonna know so a lot of the comments are talking about how this person should basically like figure out a way to leave their PhD program. Someone else will pick up the research and that it is pretty common when someone else is trying to recreate an exact experiment. It goes that you've done that they're not able to replicate the results. But I saw a few comments too that were saying like, and I wasn't a STEM major. I don't spend time in labs ever. Um, But isn't yes you thought it was going to get specific results i assume that you like formed a hypothesis that was well researched and you believed that the study was going to perform these results but is it not just as productive to find out that even though there's a body of research that supports it working in this way it actually isn't and then working towards figuring out why like Isn't that an equally as effective dissertation to be like, so I thought it was going to go this way. It went this way. And here is why, or here are what I think is contributing to the results ending up 
this, especially for a master's degree, like maybe I'm underestimating, but I feel like for you a master's degree. You don't have to like have degree, a successful, like, yeah. quote unquote, yeah. And especially like, I'm assuming that you didn't get the results you got, like because it's legitimately not possible, not because of like an error on your part. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm just kind of like, I don't understand why it had to work out in the way that you hypothesized. I guess it also just concerns me that there was so little um, supervision, I guess. Like you would think, I don't know what type of research they're doing. Like, I mean, if it's like medicine compared to something else, I imagine some things are like more robustly like surveillanced and stuff. Mm -hmm. I would hope. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But then again, like Theranos existed. So, you know, who knows anything anymore? Um. But yeah, I'm just surprised that like you don't need to somehow like validate or prove your numbers beyond just like reporting them as your numbers. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. Um, so Good most luck, Charlie. people, yeah, most people are saying <laughs> to like fake a nervous breakdown or something. And I'm like, if you want any insight on how to have a nervous breakdown and drop out of school, please visit my episode <laughs> on dropping out of law school. Um but yeah, most people are just saying figure out a way to to get out. Yeah, I really hope that they're not studying medicine. A lot of people are saying like you just shouldn't be a scientist. Like this one says, you need to look into a new line of work. Scientific integrity is an utmost important priority in the field. This is shameful, especially before even getting into the workforce. You need an honest backbone for this line of work. Go find a different field. That's very good advice. Yeah. Like, go do something scummy. Go be, like, a real estate person. (laughs) Yeah, literally. Get a job in sales or something. No, I'm kidding. No offense. (laughs) All right. Anyways. All the stories that we're going to read today, those are our Reddit reactions. I feel like we had a good mix of things, a dynamic mix of things. We had some wholesome, some scandal. Yeah. Some funny Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. I almost did oh. one as a um, uh, a little like bonus insight. I almost did one where a person, their brother moved into a house that previously had squatters in it, and they found a grinder, like a weed grinder, in the house and assumed that the squatters left it. And his brother was a stoner, so he gave it to the brother. The brother opened it and saw that there was like a light, like dusting of stuff that he assumed was just like leftover weed used the grinder to grind up some weed, smoked it, and the leftover stuff was meth. I was going to say, (laughs) yeah, that's not a good idea. Oh, my gosh. So if you are gifted a used grinder, please thoroughly clean it it through the dishwasher. (laughs) you use it to smoke your marijuana. Thank you. Wow. Yeah, that that is not a great idea. Yeah. Anyways. With that, you guys know what to do. Yeah. You can follow us on Instagram. You can leave us comments in our anonymous suggestion box. Rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And we, well, I won't be back next week. We've already established that. Kylie will be back next week. I will be back next week. Get (laughs) ready. Stay tuned. Yes. Chat with you guys guys. next Tuesday.